0: and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. It's lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com
2: what's up everybody this is trey biddy with hogsports.com h-a-w-g sports.com got a lot to talk about on today's show didn't do a show last week a lot of stuff was happening but uh we're going to wrap up June recruiting with Danny West. So much stuff going on. And, of course, there's some commitments on the horizon, some possible decisions for Arkansas. We're going to talk to Danny about that. We're going to look at the Arkansas' roster. We're not far off from SEC Media Day, starting from the start of fall camp. We're going to discuss all that and get your questions as well on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Now, if you haven't followed the page already, become one of almost 90,000 Razorback fans to do so. uh, Throw us a like, thumbs up. Also available on YouTube. We'll upload that immediately on YouTube after this. Throw us a a like there. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. And also available on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so. We did not have a single... Review. We had ratings, but we didn't have a single review. Nobody wrote anything. The last one was a novel. I really appreciate that, but we didn't have a single review in the month of June. We didn't have a lot of shows in June either. So, uh, but I appreciate that. And uh, also available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts, Apple Podcasts, of course, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I guess Stitcher's gone now, so no more Stitcher. All right, appreciate you listening. Also, Hog Sports Courses. Uh, 30% off and just $1 right now for your first month at HAWGSports.com. Where to begin? Let's begin with Ryan Mallett. We didn't do the show last week. It's been, I guess, five days since Ryan Mallett passed. And uh, just a tragic, tragic deal. Uh, And it's it's one of those things that you just didn't want to believe when you heard about it. I can remember meeting Ryan when, I want to say he was like 15, maybe 16. It was about 19, 20 years ago at an Arkansas camp. And I'd already knew about him before he got there, obviously, because he was going to be the next big thing. I remember he didn't want to tell me his 40 time when I asked him about that. Um, Ryan was always very accommodating to me. I always enjoyed talking to him. I didn't have like a personal relationship with him, but just uh, you know, kind of a professional relationship we always – had good conversations, and, um, you know, my heart goes out to his family and friends, um, the kids he coached, uh, his students, all of that, and uh, all the people that were close to him. Just a really sad deal. Uh, Ryan was, I think, probably the best quarterback that ever played at Arkansas. Uh, I mean, they won 10 games. I'll never forget some of the throws that he made. I always talk about this one because it was a practice. Let me get this off here. It was a practice, and I just remember, like everybody talks about the throws that Ryan Mallett made, what sticks out. And there's, you know, the Kobe Hamilton before LSU at halftime. There's the Joe Adams again against LSU. There's the wheel right, route to Ronnie Wingo against Alabama. There's a lot of great throws. I can remember several times him just powering uh, opponents or uh, powering the team down the field. But for some reason, this. Throw in practice, Petrino used to open up. You know all the spring practices, and he in fall camp he'd open up a lot of them, and including the scrimmages. And I just remember, I think it was the first scrimmage, and he just uncorked this ball. And I was in the press box, and I remember the ball. It felt like it was just like level eye level. He threw it so high, like nobody can throw a ball as high as he did. And I don't know if he would do that in a game or not, but I just remember Jerry Wright catching the ball in stride perfectly, right at the goal line, and it must have been you know 60 70 70 yards downfield but it was it wasn't so much the distance it was the height of the ball just an absolute cannon of an arm um tough deal with Ryan Mallett and there's there's no good way to transition from that but we're going to we got to transition because we're going to talk about sports and stuff but uh, I've been thinking about the guy a lot and his family and I know all of you have too Switching over to summer workouts. So Arkansas is in week six right now of summer workouts. We posted some stuff on the site just about, um, you know, bench press max and stuff. I'll say right now the the, the highest bench press max that. I've heard is 450 for Torian Carter, Bo Lemmer right behind him at 445. I'm not going to go over everything. You can read this at Hogsports.com. Again, some of the things that you get with a VIP membership: just one dollar for your first month. Again, the highest squat was 645 by Jashad Stewart. That's impressive. That's an impressive squat number. The guy that stands out to me is Andrew Armstrong, because excuse me, Andrew Armstrong did some good things. Not Andrew Armstrong, but Isaac Tesla. So Isaac Teslaw bench press 315. That's a good number for a skill guy. It's not, like, extraordinary, but it's a good number. Um, his squat was 455, which is pretty dang solid for a skill guy. His broad jump was 10-5, which ties Andrew Armstrong for the longest broad jump. His vertical leap was 38 inches, which is the second highest vertical leap that I've got. So Isaac Teslaw, 6'4", 215, a guy that a lot of people are excited about, testing out pretty darn good uh, in the summer. Now, they're in week six, so they've got week seven, and then they wrap up week eight. So what's two weeks away from now? SEC Media Day starting July 17th. Georgia goes first. um, Or, excuse me, Georgia goes first. I don't know why I said that. Uh, LSU, Missouri, Texas, A&M go first on 17th, and then the 18th, it's Auburn, Georgia, Mississippi State, and Vanderbilt on the 18th and the 19th is Arkansas, Arkansas with Alabama. So it's going to be a big crowd, Florida, Kentucky. Now, not as big a crowd as it would be if it were in Birmingham like it usually is. Last year I believe it was in Atlanta. Uh, But this year it's going to be in Nashville. So I'm actually going the whole time, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, uh, 24-7 Sports Headquarters is in Nashville. And they just moved into new offices, I guess maybe a year ago, maybe not quite a year ago. But I haven't seen them, new studios, all this kind of stuff. So I'm going to go tour all that. Uh, meet up with some of the people that I haven't seen for a long time for a long time at twenty four seven sports. So I'll probably, you know, do that maybe the seventeenth or the eighteenth, one of the days before Arkansas goes, and then uh, we'll blow out coverage of course on the nineteenth. And it wraps up on Thursday, July twentieth, Ole Miss, South Carolina and Tennessee. So I'm gonna go for the whole thing this year. Last year my flight got canceled. There was all kinds of flight issues last year and they just canceled my flight, just straight and then tried to, like, book me the next day on some ridiculous rerouting all over the place to get there. Speaking of that, schedules for 2023, ranking the schedules. Georgia Bulldogs with the easiest schedule in the SEC, according to 24-7 Sports, 14th. I would agree with that. UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, Kentucky, Missouri, Ole Miss, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Georgia Tech. Auburn, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Georgia Tech are the away games and then a neutral site game against Florida. It's not a very tough schedule. Arkansas is 10th, 10th out of 14 teams. When have you seen that? When has Arkansas been regarded as having the 10th easiest schedule? Now, 10th hardest, excuse me. The 10th hardest schedule, home games against Western Carolina, Kent State, BYU, Mississippi State, Auburn, and Florida. That's not accurate. This isn't accurate. Oh, Florida International. <laughs> I was about to say they're not playing Florida at home, Florida because they ship up Arkansas to Florida every time. Florida International it broke off to the next line, uh, and then Missouri, and then away games: LSU, Ole Miss, Alabama, and Florida Gators. Neutral game: Texas A and M. I've said before the the thing that is tricky is that stretch during the middle of the season. Well, right to start SEC play, uh, where you you go at LSU, uh, Alabama, Texas A and M, and Arlington. Or is it LSU, Texas A&M, Alabama, and then – who do you wrap that up with? Is it Ole Miss? I think so. Uh, And then I think it's – I think you get Mississippi State, and then it's a bye week, then you're at Florida. So that's a tough stretch right in the middle of the season. Open up SEC play with four games on the road. I'm not going to rehash all that because I know we've talked about it several times and just how crazy it is. Um, What do you think? What do you think Arkansas is going to do in in uh, this season? Do you think they're going to win six games, seven, eight? You can go to the Bet Saracen app, which is basically how to gamble in Arkansas. You can't use like national, you know, services and stuff. You have to use an Arkansas based company, which is, is Bet Saracen. But Bet Saracen right now has Arkansas. You can bet two ways you can go six and a half over under for wins regular season. If you bet the over 6.5, which I like, I like this bet, it's minus 120. If you go under, it's, it's plus it's 100. Uh, you can also bet on 7.5 wins. So I, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect Arkansas to win eight games this year either. But if you bet the over 7.5 on the Saracen app, it's plus 130, and the under is minus 160. I don't hate the over plus 7.5. Uh, I love the over. Six and a half. Obviously, the seven and a half plays more money, but I I love that six and a half. So, and again, that's on the Saracen app. I'm not sure what other people have it, but that's Saracen, and that's basically all you need to know if you're in Arkansas anyway. Speaking of schedules, just switching over to basketball real quick, Arkansas and Duke. SEC-ACC ACC Challenge, that's November 29th at 8.15 p.m. Central time, a late game on a Wednesday against the Duke Blue Devils. What a great matchup. That'll be a lot of fun. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about, like, is this going to be the wildest atmosphere ever? I mean, you, you think about some games against Kentucky and some Auburn games, you know, over the years as being maybe the greatest environment ever in Bud Walton Arena. This is going to be up there to match it. That was really cool to see that announcement. That was back on June 28th when that was announced. Announced <laughs> When that was announced. You can tell I hadn't done the show in a little bit. <laughs> we'll pick it up again. When football season starts, you know, when we start getting rolling again, we do the show two times a week. We've been doing it about every week. A couple times we've, we've skipped a week here and there, just depending on what's going on. But um, you got to kind of take it a little bit lighter in the summer. You know, there, for a guy like Danny West – You know, he's full go, wide open, because recruiting has shifted so much to the summer months, June especially, uh, that Danny is, you know, full go. For me, I know that I have to take it a little easier in the summer. I used to, when I was younger, I would just go straight through it, and then there was a couple of years where I was like, why am I completely wiped out and it's September? you got to manage your time a little bit, because when August gets here, it's 24 practices over 29 days. Or is it 25? I think it's 24 practices over 29 days. Um, August, like the thing that is tough covering football, and I love it. I mean, I don't mean to say it's tough. It's not hard work. But uh, as Danny says, we work hard at it. The thing that's tough about it is you open up with such a bang if you're a media person like me because August is such a grind. And then you jump into the season. It would be nicer if it was like August was you know, just kind of a little more chill and and then you start the season. But you have to kind of manage things because you want to make sure you get through August, come out the other end feeling good, and not be burnt out in September, which is easy to do. Arkansas June enrollees receive their jersey numbers. This is another article you can find on Hog Sports. I'm not going to go over all of it because you can read it on Hog Sports, but uh, everybody's enrolled who should be enrolled. Let's see if I can find some notable ones here for you. Jaheim Thomas is going to wear twenty-eight. The transfer from Cincinnati, AJ Brathwaite. It's also got heights and weights for these guys. Will be wearing number twenty-nine. Varquise gums is number thirty. Keevy Rose is going to be number forty-two. Francis Sherman number forty-four. Amari Wiggins, Coffeeville offensive lineman, uh, will be wearing fifty-six. It's from the high school ranks. Alex Sanford will be in twenty. Isaiah. Augustav is going to be 23. Again, you can read all these on Hogsworth. No sense of me going all the way down them, but uh, it's always fun when the when the new names pop up on the roster. Walk-ons. How many walk-ons do you think Arkansas has? There are 85 players on the roster that are on scholarship. The remaining 42 are walk-ons. There's 42 walk-ons listed on this roster, and there's like seven of them that were there in the spring that aren't on the roster anymore. You see that a lot in the spring. You had some guys for a semester. Some of them stick around. Um, a lot of them don't. They just kind of go through the spring, help you get through practices and stuff. 33.1 percent of Arkansas's roster is made up of walk-ons. If you ask most, like most avid Razorback fans, most avid Razorback fans can tell you they're familiar or know a lot about all the scholarship players, all 85, if I brought up somebody. They would say, oh, yeah, that's the guy that – it would be hard for most diehard Razorback fans to tell you a third of the walk-ons, and there are 42 of them. And the program would not be able to operate without these walk-ons. They have a very important contribution. Some of them go on to be placed on scholarship. Nathan Bax is a good example. There won't be any of these guys going on scholarship this year because Arkansas is at the max, 85. So nobody's going on scholarship out of the walk-on group. I'll tell you something else. They don't get the good numbers. You know, the highly coveted numbers, um, you know, if you look at one through 19, you know, those are all pretty highly covered and There's not a single walk-on with one through 19, except for Riker Acebo. And the reason he is, he's a quarterback. So quarterbacks traditionally wear, I guess, zero is not traditional, but zero through 19 traditionally not always you see some guys you know Heath shuler i can remember at uh tennessee war 20 or 21 i can't remember but that's that's kind of an odd deal uh and number 12 every every single number one through i think 19 1 through 19 i I think has a duplicate obviously 12 isn't being worn because of clyde smack over scott that number is retired 19 of the 29 players who wear number 30 through 49 are walk-ons. 65.5%. So obviously these numbers, you know, aren't very coveted 30 through 49 <laughs> in, in terms of skill position uh numbers. You know, if you're 50, if you're 50 through if you're 50 through 79, those aren't um You know, you can't, you're not, you're not, you can't play a skill. Like you can't receive the ball you can't, you're not a running back or a wide receiver or tight end or quarterback. But, um, and then 80 through 99, you know, you can catch the ball. A lot of people don't know about the nineties. You can, a 90 is an eligible number.
1: eBay motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love,
2: Chris Harris has switched. So I, I was actually wrong on that. It's, it's, it's zero through 14. So the 28 players wearing zero through 14, none of them are walk-ons. Chris Harris just took number 15, which was previously worn by Landon, um, Landon Rogers also worn by Ryan, Ryan Mallett. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of deal they do to honor Ryan Mallet during the season. Maybe it's a patch or a sticker or something like that, but something to, uh, to recognize him obviously. But, um, uh, you got two players and I've heard a lot of people talk about retiring 15. it's just hard to retire a number and you know they, they the only number I guess is retired is Clyde Scott. nobody's wearing Brandon Burlsworth's number uh, since his accident obviously but the only number that's officially retired I guess is Clyde Scott but there are again what 127 players listed on this roster right now 105 of which will be in fall camp so there'll be you know which of the 42 20 of the 42 walk-ons. Already invited to uh, to fall camp, but you have you know almost most every number has a duplicate a duplicate, and I, th- I think it's like eighty something players where zero through zero through fifty I guess, and then only like forty something where the rest of them. So. You have to have – it's hard to retire a number. You can retire a jersey or something like that, but, you know, five isn't retired. Five's a very popular number. A lot of recruits come in and, I want to wear five, you know, and you can't just say, well, we retired five. can't wear it. So, that's why you don't retire numbers in in football especially. Basketball, maybe it makes some more sense because there are, you know, a lot of numbers. There's new eligible numbers this year for basketball, but – for basketball, there's a lot of numbers and there's not a lot of players. But football, you're talking about, again, 127 players. You got you have duplicate numbers because of that. Anyway, I've got it all broken down on what everybody's wearing uh, in terms of the walk-ons uh, and just the list, the guys that aren't with the team anymore, the number changes that have occurred since then. A lot of them, you know, just take incoming recruits, just take a walk-ons number. You know, so, hey, we needed you to change your number. That's just kind of the life of being a walk-on. It's not a thankless job at all. It's just a lot of, not a job that gets a lot of notoriety. But these guys are an important part of the team. There's no question that they are important. And a lot of guys, I mentioned Brandon Burlesworth earlier, you know, have gone on to do great things. Grant Morgan would be another one who won the Burlesworth Award his last year. I got the complete list of walk-ons, their heights and weights, and all that stuff. I encourage you to go check it out. You know, these guys don't get a whole lot of notoriety. And I enjoyed, you know, learning a little bit more about those guys because I sometimes look at it and, you know, who's this guy? And when I do a story like this and I'm kind of forced to remember the numbers, I like to remember I like to know everybody's number a couple weeks into fall camp at least, like by heart. Stuff like that helps me. Okay. Danny Westheim. Feels like Danny West time. For those of you who don't follow Danny West, he is the Hog Sports Recruiting Analyst. Been with us a long time. Does a great job. You can follow him at Danny West 24/7 on Twitter. Not only is Danny great at his job, he's a very good friend of mine. Danny, how you doing, man? I thought I had him. It was a long extra ring. Is usually a one-ring pickup.
0: Your call has been forwarded to an automatic...
2: That's never happened before. We're going to try him again. Danny, how you doing? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. So, um, you know, we're, I was just talking about some of the things that are on the schedule. You know, we're two weeks away from SEC media days. We are, I think, Danny, I think we are 32 days from the start of fall camp. They haven't announced the date, but I'm guessing based on last year, I'm guessing it's going to be August 4th, which is a Friday. And last year I think it was August 5th, which is a Friday. So we're not far from, from all that stuff, but – I kind of wanted to recap a little bit of the June recruiting month, which was, I know, wild for you, uh, and then talk a little bit about some upcoming dates um, in July. But what was your overall impressions of the month of June and how it played out for Arkansas recruiting?
3: I thought it was a pretty good month. You know, uh, a lot of ups and downs. Of course, the biggest headline is, is a negative one uh, with Dion yeah. and everything that went on there. But picked up four commitments. uh Uh, For 2024, I should say, four for uh, 24, and then one for 2023, the late addition there with Desmond James, the wide receiver Mm -hmm. out of Carolina. So, overall, a pretty good month, but uh, it's kind of gearing up for what could be a really, really crucial run for this year's class. Got several guys starting tomorrow, Trey. It's going to be a busy July 4th. That's what we Mm -hmm. have come to expect over the last few years. Got a couple of big time uh candidates making announcements tomorrow and then over the next oh really the next few weeks you've got several more so a lot still left on the table for arkansas missed out on a big one last week to yeah. close out the week with uh, shaq mccroy obviously that was man that one stings you now you put mm-hmm. in a lot of work for that and
2: losing uh, to oregon
3: so mm-hmm. yeah lost him to oregon which um, you know i'm not if i'm arkansas there's no way i would stop recruiting Uh, Jaquan at this point I think anybody that can go get on 24-7 can tell you Oregon has a lot of deep commitments and I I often wonder you know is it just too far for most people Mm -hmm. in America you know you go out there you fall in love with it sure uh, they've got just about everybody beat in terms of stuff but man that's a really long way when it comes down to signing papers and, and heading out there so my point being if you lose a McCroy to Oregon, or, or Chris Johnson chooses Oregon tomorrow uh, instead of Arkansas, man, a lot of those guys you got to kind of keep staying on them because you just never know. But uh, does seem to be a lot of crossover with with Oregon and Arkansas right now, and I think that's a good thing because Oregon's are you know right up there in the top ten right now. So
2: and. Um, Arkansas got Miles Slusher not long ago from after he was committed to Oregon also. Danny, you missing, mentioned Chris Johnson, Jr., 6'1", 180-pound cornerback out of Aledo, Texas. He's the number 44 cornerback prospect in the country, 40 on 24-7 sports, 83 overall in Texas, 482 national, solid recruit, yeah. just a little bit behind 24-7 sports, composite four-star status. Arizona State, Arkansas – and Oregon again, as we just mentioned. Those are the three teams that he visited in June. How do you think things are going to play out here?
3: Yeah, um, just heard from Chris a minute ago. He told me it would be a 7 p.m. announcement tomorrow. So, you know, I've kind of been leaning Arkansas on this one. I think there's a lot, just on the surface, there's a lot of reasons to like Arkansas here. Of course, Jaden Allen being, of course, uh, committed to Arkansas out of Aledo, Texas, uh, both of those guys have talked a lot about being able to play together and what that would mean in college. So uh, you look at that, you look at the distance factor. I mean, he's about five and a half hours from Fayetteville. And, mm-hmm. and you start looking up places like um, ASU would be a 14-hour drive, so probably a flight for your family. And then, of course, uh, Eugene, Oregon, dang sure going to be a flight. You know, I, I looked it up just for fun. I think it was a 31-hour drive from alato so you know the distance having a teammate uh been up here a few times a couple of unofficials came back with Jaden for the official two weeks ago and um i think there's a lot to like about arkansas's chances however that's a really deep defensive back class already and who knows how that might affect him you know so i do know arizona state's been up there for him for a long time well before arkansas so They've got that going for them, and of, uh, of course, with Oregon, man, they're just they're red hot with Coach uh, Dan Lanning right now. Mm. Obviously, we just talked about McCroy, but he's just one of several big time guys committed to Oregon. So, taking a long way about it here, but um, I would I would lean Arkansas, but we'll see what the next twenty four hours or so has in store.
2: Now, a little bit earlier in the day, Ashton Ashton Bethel Roman, twenty uh, four seven Sports has him the number ninety two ranked prospect in the country, number 18 wide receiver, number 16 overall in Texas out of Missouri City, Texas, 6'1", 170, 165, 170. He visited Arkansas on June 23rd. He visited Oregon on June 20th and visited Texas Tech on June 16th. On 24-7 Sports, he's listed at warm uh, to Arkansas and Texas Tech, and obviously the Oregon visit uh, in there also. So where do you think things play out here with Ashton Bethel-Roman?
3: So far, I'm like an Arkansas uh, actually put in a pick, uh, the crystal ball pick a few days ago. And, uh, you know, according to the composite anyway, he would be Arkansas second highest rated commitment. If, if they're so fortunate to get him, uh, I think he would only be behind Charlie uh, Collins, mm-hmm. the defensive lineman. It's kind of weird because Charlie is, is the highest rated by the composite, but of course, Courtney Crutchfield is number one by 24 seven sports. So, Gets a little bit mixed up there, but he would be a top three regardless. Uh, so, big-time player there. I think it's important to remember Kenny Guyton, probably one of the most overlooked recruiters, that, uh, and that's probably my fault. I should talk more about him, but uh, he's he's had five four-stars at wide receiver over the last three classes, counting this one. Uh, man, that's pretty impressive. If you If you had that on O-line, D-line, we'd be – going crazy about it right so Mm -hmm. um yeah i think kenny guyton deserves a lot of credit got him up for a visit uh you know a couple weeks ago i some of these dates run together but um yeah i I think they're in a really good spot kind of out of nowhere Uh, like i talked about with chris johnson jr he had so much history with arizona state and it's kind of similar with ashton and texas tech i think they got on him super early but lo and behold here's arkansas right here at the end trying to make a strong move and that would certainly be a big one so uh, both of those guys if you're able to go two for two tomorrow man shoot all the fireworks you can get uh, mm-hmm. those are two really really good players there Danny West you know go
2: for go and, for it Danny
3: <laughs> yeah sorry to cut you off but we talked about some of these other guys coming up there's a few that I'm watching that don't even have commitment dates yet mm-hmm. uh, they haven't announced anything yet but I mean you talk about a guy like Selman bridges, big-time top 50 player in the country, cornerback out of uh, uh, Ridgepoint High School down in Missouri City, Texas. Then you got D'Angelo Barber, big-time linebacker at same high school as McCroy, uh, Clay Chalkville High School in Pinson, Alabama. Then Wyatt Simmons, big-time linebacker right here in the state, kind of the mystery man. He hasn't uh, you know i'll just tell you he, he doesn't want to do interviews so it's been really tough to get much intel out of that camp and uh rightfully so that's their call to make his dad's a head coach at harding and you know uh, they've seen the lights and they know their way around this recruitment stuff so uh more power to him on that i'm not complaining about it. i'm just saying it's it has made it a little difficult to try to keep up with so uh he's a guy that i think could pop at any time wouldn't shock anybody and I think Arkansas is in the mix for all three of those guys. Ashton Hampton, another Ashton there. Uh, big safety out of Florida. Made an official at Arkansas and several other places in, in June, and he could be a guy that, that could make a decision at any time.
2: Danny, you mentioned Selman Bridges a little bit, and I just wanted to take you to him real quick. He's, a, as you mentioned, number 50-ranked prospect in the country, number 11 in Texas, six cornerback, 6'3". You said he might even be 6'4", 170. Yeah. He's got Arkansas, TCU, Texas, USC, all listed as warm. He visited Texas, TCU, and Arkansas. And it seemed like a lot of people think that if you're in Arkansas, like we talked about him on the last show, you're like, you know, hey, even if you don't get him, keep recruiting him, you know, because finishing second is not that bad anymore. But after his visit to Texas, like the Texas experts and recruiting analysts and stuff, they feel like Arkansas is in, in pretty good shape here. What's, what, are, what are your thoughts now?
3: Yeah. You know, coming out of his visit at Arkansas, I felt like he said the right things and uh, nothing really stood out to me. And of course I started talking to people on Arkansas side and they felt really, really good about it. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, yeah, but he's about 70 miles from Austin. You know, I mean, it's just tough to overlook top 50 type player like that. Good luck. You know, mm-hmm. and we kind of saw that a few years ago with Keetron, um, who of course is uh, in and out of Arkansas Uh, now he's gone but you know they were able to sneak in a couple of guys like that Catalan was relatively close to campus I guess Dubois Whaley was in that neck of the woods so I'm not saying it's impossible but just on the surface I was thinking eh, yeah you might be in good shape but you know Texas is going to be tough to beat a lot of momentum right now uh, in their own right so now suddenly it looks like Arkansas is probably the team to beat Uh, you know if you had to if you had to say that, I guess. But, um, yeah, I think they're right there neck and neck, and it wouldn't be a shock at all if Arkansas gets this guy. Uh, they felt really, really good coming out of the visit, and uh, shockingly, uh, a little bit shocking to me, I would say. Uh, you know, I thought it would go well, but, dang, man, didn't expect them to go in and, and wrap mm-hmm. one up like that, and, uh, and it looks like they, they could be on the birds of doing that.
2: Darren Wilson, Marcus Woodson, those D-back coaches Wonder are doing, doing some work. So, you got Fletcher Westfall, who's like 6'9", 3 – what is he, 330? I don't know, huge. Uh, he's deciding on July 10th. He's a four-star offensive lineman, Clemson, Arkansas, Georgia, Florida, Auburn. Alex Foster, a defensive line. Arkansas looks like maybe in good shape there. Also on July 10th, Baylor, Arkansas, Georgia Tech. Brian Huff, four-star linebacker out of Jonesboro. He's Valley View, right? Uh, Missouri, yep. Arkansas, UCF, UNLV. Braylon Russell, four-star running back out of uh, – he's a uh, Benton. Uh, Arkansas, Tennessee, South Carolina, Texas A&M, and Baylor. And then Kendall Jackson, Florida, Miami, Arkansas, Kentucky. Brian, Braylon Russell is the 14th and Kendall Jackson is the 20th. Those are the ones that we know a specific date for. And as you mentioned, there are several others that are, um, you know, potentially deciding this month as well. So it's kind of like setting them up in June and then knocking them down in July.
3: That's kind of the way it's been going, ain't it? I Mm -hmm. mean, especially with Pittman's staff. I think there's so much, and we talk about it every year at this time, but there is a lot of value in getting everything or as much of it as you can out of the way before you get into fall camp. I think Pittman has always felt strongly about that. And, uh, you know, uh, speaking of decommitments, knock on wood, Arkansas really hasn't had a whole lot of decommitments, especially with the early commitments. That they've uh, gotten over the last few years, most of them tend to stick, and you know I think that says a lot about how thorough they are in the process. And um, you know I think there's a few guys they didn't take a commitment and made guys wait a little bit just to make sure, so they're not afraid of that. But about this time of year, yeah, you want you want to know a pretty good idea of at least three quarters of your class, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that's 20 in the end or 25, makes no difference. You want to have about anywhere between half and, and three-quarters full, I would say. So, uh, you know, it takes so much load off of you when that transfer portal comes about. and um, You know, if you have to have some coaching changes after uh, the end of the season, and we've seen what, what kind of um, heavy plate that makes for you. So, yeah, there's a lot of value in it. Pittman seems to like that. and I did a study last year. It seemed like uh, 48 49% of their commitments so far under Pittman have fallen in June and July. And I, I think that's by design, as we used to say.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Danny. I know you love that. By design. Chad Morris okay. quote right there. Back. <laughs> it's by design. Uh, okay, Danny. Uh, anything else to add right. before we cut you loose?
3: It seems like a lot, but no, it should be a busy and uh, fun, uh, next few weeks. They're yeah. not going to get all those guys we just talked about. They're just not. But they're going to get some good ones, I think.
2: Yep. All right, Danny. Appreciate you, brother. All right, buddy. You all got right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, follow Danny at Danny West 24-7 on Twitter. He is the Hog Sports Recruiting Analyst and does a great job. If you want to read more of his content, you need a VIP subscription to Hog Sports. It's just $1 right now for your first month at hawgsports.com. 24-7 Sports just recently came out with a list of five quarterbacks who could break into the top 24-7. Now, Arkansas has a commitment, obviously, in K.J. Jackson out of Montgomery, Alabama, St. James. K.J. Jackson, the lefty, is 6'3", 215. He's rated as the number 19 quarterback prospect in the country on 24-7 sports. He's a four-star recruit, number 18 in Alabama. The 24-7 sports composite has him – A little higher. He's still a four-star on the composite. For those who don't understand the composite, okay. So the composite is taking all the top recruiting services, uh, 24/7 Sports, On3, ESPN, Rivals, taking all of those services and combining the ranking into you know basically an average. Any scientist out there listening knows that you want to have the largest sample size possible, and so that's where there's value in that. I personally think by a large stretch that our analysts at 24-7 Sports do the best job, and that's where you get the 24-7 Sports individual site ranking, which again has KJ Jackson as number 19 quarterback, whereas the composite has him 29. Okay, so he's 416 nationally on the composite. On 24-7 sports, just to give you an idea, because once you're outside the 24-7, they don't do like a national ranking. But just to give you an idea, Will Hammond, again, K.J. Jackson, number 19 on 24-7 sports. Will Hammond is number 16 on 24-7 sports, and he is number 240 nationally. So, K.J. Jackson would have to move up three spots, basically. Not exactly, but... Just looking at this, kind of roughly three spots would probably get him in the top 24-7. He's listed as one of five quarterbacks who could jump into the top 24-7, which is 24-7 Sports' premier um, national ranking list. Anyway, pretty pretty cool. Okay, where do we want to go next? If you haven't asked a question, go ahead and ask a question, we'll go there as well. Speaking of quarterback rankings... K.J. Jefferson is one of the top 10 quarterbacks returning uh, in 2023 by quarterback rating. He has the second highest passer rating in Arkansas history, the second and third. A lot of people compare him to Cam Newton, but he is number 10 right now in QBR. Now, QBR is different than pass efficiency uh, his QBR 77.9 pass efficiency rating was like 165 so it's just two different types of formulas that they use okay questions see what we got here
1: I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Tyler Eagle says, when does fall camp start? We talked about that unofficially August 4th. They haven't said that yet, but it'll be about August 4th. Garrett Isabel says, Garrett Isabel says, could we go 3-1 and one in that four-game away stretch? And if so, what's our ceiling as a record? If they go 3-1 and one during that stretch, they'll win 10 games. I think they have a real good shot at finishing out extremely strong. But if they go 3-1 and one in that stretch, that means, first of all, they're a really good team because you're going to have to be a really good team to go on the road and win that many games. They're a 10-win regular season team if they would do that. I mean, to me, I'm just thinking they come out there 50-50, that's pretty strong. Donnell Williams says, what's the one recruit we can't afford to miss to miss out of the guys we're still recruiting? It's hard to say because the transfer portal now you can go out and get such help. So it's kind of like always just like a huge boost. Who's the one recruit you can't miss? Hmm. Let's see. Let's look at that group. It's a good question. I'm gonna say, man, I don't it's hard to say anybody you just can't miss on, you know. I mean, you hate to lose in state guys. You got Wyatt Simmons and Braylon Russell, you're kind of the the last to, to watch. You hate to lose in state guys, so you know, you kinda of say those, but man, Fletcher Westfall, after losing Shaq McCroy to Oregon. Fletcher Westfall feels very important now. The problem with Fletcher is he's in Virginia, so for him to come all the way to Arkansas is going to take a bit of a leap. You know, he's obviously visited here. He visited on July 23rd. He's deciding on, or, excuse me, June 23rd. He's deciding on July 10th. But Clemson is the team right there to me that concerns you the most. Georgia, Florida, also. I mean, those are the other schools he visited. Six nine three thirty five. Number 247-ranked player in the country, 20 offensive tackle, six in Virginia, according to 24-7 sports. I hate to say anybody, but – and they've got – just got two offensive line commits. We didn't even talk about Kobe Brennan or Zuri Madison. So they got two offensive line commits, but um, I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe I would say Fletcher Westfall in response to that question. I don't know if I would say anybody's 100%, but maybe I'll say him. Donna Williams says if we hit on one, if we hit on the four stars, LB would be the best LB recruiting class ever for us. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, Wyatt Simmons is a linebacker too. I think he's eventually going to be a four star. Let's see. Let's look at the class real quick. So, Julius Pope who's a four-star linebacker out of South Panola, Batesville, Mississippi. They've just got the one linebacker commit right now. So if you get Huff, you get Wyatt Simmons, I mean, it's going to be up there, yeah. I would say that's probably fair to say because I think Simmons will be a four-star. Huff is a four-star. Pope is a four-star. I think that's a fair statement. Based on Arkansas's linebacker recruiting over the years. Fair statement. 20 years? 20 years is a long time. But damn, it's possible, man. I mean, I'm thinking back. Like I've been doing this for 20 years. Very possible. Jason Crowe says, I can't make any predictions until I'm able to see the new offense and development of KJ as well as the new defense. A lot to be excited about, but need to see how both sides of the ball perform in prime time. But the bet is on futures. You're making a bet. You're predicting. You don't get to see the season and then go back and do it. <laughs> Don L says, KJ should shine under Dan E. I went back and watched his offense at Central Michigan. I mean, his offense has changed a lot since Central Michigan. You go back and watch his offense under uh, under Maryland. Bill Richards says, good afternoon, Trey. Happy Independence Day. Yep, coming up. There's a lot of people celebrating today, obviously. We've got some stuff later this afternoon, um, early evening, I guess. We're going to go start celebrating July 4th, watch some fireworks, and then move on to July 4th and celebrate that day as well. Celebrate our freedom. Isaac Riley says, always appreciate the content you and Danny publish. Can't wait to hear from Curtis again, too. Yep. We'll have Curtis on again. Hey, Trey, who would you like to see be the next coach at Arkansas once Pittman retires? I mean, this could be a long time off. Nick Saban's 70 or 71. You know, Sam Pittman's just 61. It's not that old anymore. Hell, the president's 80. I'm not getting into that. But I don't think 61 is time to start marching him on. But there's a lot of guys out there that you could say maybe are potential people to keep your eyes on. People who have Arkansas ties. Dustin Hooper says, "What's your thoughts on D line getting pressure this year and making ha- and making havoc?" You know, I think I've mentioned this before. I think the D line is a solid three deep. I think they got a three deep of solid players, but. I thought Josh Pre- Josh Pate on um, the late kick brought up a really interesting point. Yeah, three deep. Is there a difference maker? Is there a guy who can just wreck things for you? I think Landon Jackson has a possibility to be that guy. As they talked about him being about three-quarter speed last year, looked really good in the spring. How much of that is, you know, are we concerned about the offensive tackles? You know, so Landon Jackson, and I think Trajan Jeffcoat has a chance to be a real stud there for him. So, Cam Ball, can he be a real disruptor for him? Possibly. Torian Carter after missing some time. Uh, You know, Eric Gregory's been a guy that's been consistently in the starting lineup for years now. But I kind of think Landon Jackson, and if I'm picking a guy on the interior, I think I might pick Cam Ball. You got Anthony Booker and Kibbe Rose coming in too. Maybe guys that could do that too, but. Yeah, I I, I still think they're solid three deep on the defensive line, and I think that's maybe the best they've ever been. They have nine seniors on the defensive line. When has that happened? Is this the best recruiting staff Arkansas has had in a while? Maybe so. With the addition of Marcus Woodson, Darren Wilson – especially Marcus Woodson. I mean, nothing, I mean, Darren Woodson has been great too, but Marcus Woodson has done some work and Travis Williams too. And really the footprint for Arkansas has changed a lot. We talked about that on the last show with Danny, just recruiting more in the Southeast region for the Southeast Conference, Mississippi, Alabama. You know, you're just seeing more of that. Georgia, of course, we've seen that for a while with Jimmy Smith. But, I mean, Jimmy Smith's a hell of a recruiter. Woodson. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I could just go on, but, I mean, there's a lot. Scott Fountain's a very underrated recruiter as well. It may be. I mean, here's the deal, guys. Like, we can talk about how bad a coach Chad Morris was, and he was. I mean, maybe the worst coach in SEC history. I mean, if you look at the record, yeah, he was. But that 2019 recruiting class was solid. You want to look at it real quick? We can talk, and I'm not saying it's all Chad Morris, but there's some coaches on that staff, like Jeff Trailer, who's doing some really good work at UT, um, UTSA. But there were some good there were some good coaches on. it. Um, um, I mean, Barry Lunny was on that staff. He did a great job. Look at Arkansas's tight end commits. Look at twenty the 2019 class at Arkansas. Traylon Burks. Hudson Henry was very, you know, Hudson didn't have a great career at Arkansas, but he was very highly regarded. Trey Knox, Devin Bush, another guy who didn't have a great career, but he was very highly regarded. Jalen Catalan, Colin Clay, who I thought he could have had a really good year at Arkansas. Mateo Sole, really heavily regarded, didn't have a great career at Arkansas. KJ Jefferson, Greg Brooks Jr., started as a true freshman for Arkansas, three year starter before he transferred. TQ Jackson didn't pan out. Shamar Nash didn't pan out. But four-star recruits. Zach Williams was a four-star recruit still with the team. Eric Gregory started multiple years for Arkansas. Ricky Stromberg went on to the NFL. Enoch Jackson, Zach Zymus, you know, neither of those guys really panned out and transferred. Uh, Torian Carter's had a good career here. Bo Limmer, Bo Limmer's had a good career. Amonte Spivey didn't really pan out. and Juana didn't really pan out. Malik Chavis has been here. He's had, a, you know, an okay career here. Mostly as a backup, but has started some games. Myron Cunningham, a two-year starter for Arkansas out of junior college. Brady Latham, possibly the most underrated recruit in the class. Brady Latham was – let me tell you where Brady Latham was. He was in the thousands, I bet. Brady Latham was the number 1,049 recruit in the country. I think he outlived that. Um, And then you had Marcus Miller and Dylan Rathke. You know, Miller's been hurt a lot throughout his career. And these are the lowest rated recruits in the class, Dylan Rathke, um, who ended up transferring. But man, that's a pretty darn good class when you consider impact guys. And that was really the only. I mean, the twenty eighteen class was you know kind of pieced together, kind of similar to the way Pittman did twenty twenty. You know, get a short window to recruit, uh, and then the twenty nineteen class, and then twenty twenty is you know Pittman. So they really just had this one full class, and look at that. I remember Barry Lunny said, like, we have recruiting meetings like every day. Like, I've never been a part of a staff that recruits, like, you know, has had this many meetings. So give some credit for credit is due. You know, a lot of the success Arkansas has been able to have with Pittman is, you know, with a lot of these guys. Now, having said that, it's a pretty darn good recruiting staff. I mean, the 2022 class – is I think tied for second-highest-rated class all time at Arkansas. Um, the 2019 class obviously we've seen the fruits of the labor with those guys contributing. So, all right, any more questions? Do I think Huff is a Missoulian? I don't think so. Donna Williams says, are we done recruiting in Louisiana? No, I mean, there's just kind of ebbs and flows back and forth. Switched over to these plastic tees. I used to always be wood tees, but I never lose these. They don't fly very far, and they don't break, and they're bright. <laughs> I've been playing with – I always fiddle with something. Um, Dustin Hoofman says, After seeing how Marcus Woodson changed FSU football, I'm excited to see what it will do with the Arkansas defense. Well, they're not going to be 131 like they were last year. Uh, here's another crazy stat. Arkansas led the country in explosive plays. They gave up 90 plays last year of 20 yards or more. They were 131 nationally. 90 plays of 20 yards or more last year. That's insane. That's unacceptable. It's ridiculous. That's another Chad Morrisism. It's unacceptable. we ask him like what, what why did this happen? It's unacceptable. But it is. 131 nationally and yards given up, passing and and explosive plays, plays over 20 yards. Tyler Killingsworth says, KJ and Rocket will shine natty time. Calling it. All right, everybody. Appreciate you joining me. Again, if you haven't left us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'd love to have a review. Not just a, you know, a ratings, great. We've got 905 ratings right now or four point nine. We got some people who like to throw one star, some haters. But most of you like the show, and we appreciate that five-star review. And uh, But leave something nice, leave something for people to say. If it's crazy, funny, or something like that, I'll read it on the air. So, for Danny West, appreciate you joining us, giving us that uh, insight into recruiting. Thank you to, you, to all of you um, watchers and listeners, and, of course, our subscribers at hogsports.com. we got some some great specials coming up for you as we approach August as well that you want to look out for some really big deals. So, all right, everybody. That's the show. That's it. Happy 4th of July coming up, and um, we'll talk to you guys next week. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.